equated with excess The ambition for excess wrecks us As the top of the mind becomes the bottom line Where success is equated with excess guys thanks for being here you may be seated I can't believe you guys all came out to see me that's so nice so glad you guys are here happy Father's Day all the dads in the house yeah happy Father's Day dad we're so glad you're here but you still have to pay for lunch sorry that's how it works all right Glad you guys are here. You know what? We're so excited. We have a special guest in the house today. She is a professional surfer. Uh, that is her trade. That's what she does. But she is more known for the inspiration behind the famous movie Soul Surfer. Would you please give it up for the real Bethany Hamilton? <laughs> <laughs> Come on down. Right. Aloha. <laughs> um, I love it. Good morning. I think they're glad you're here. This is pretty cool. Happy Keep... Father's Day to all the dads out here. Oh, that's the way to do it right there. Yeah. Your dad is not even awake yet, right? In no, Hawaii. he's sleeping. So, so he is I sleeping. haven't given him the call yet. So the Father's Day gift you're giving him is letting him sleep right now. Yeah. And I think that's a good gift. That's a good thing. Well, this is so cool because, you know, you're Bethany Hamilton and everything. And you're on our stage. And that's like a big deal. And so it's really cool to us. We're so glad you're here. And, and uh, this is just, it's just awesome. And so, you know, many of us, how many of you guys have seen the movie? How many of you guys raise your hand? Seen? Okay, yeah, like the whole place. Okay. <laughs> And so it's an awesome movie. For the three people who haven't seen it, you know, get saved. That's all we're saying, okay? That's no offense. No, I'm kidding. No, it's a great movie, though. You should see it. It's incredible. We were watching it last night. It's so funny. Here we are. We're all having dinner and, uh, at someone's house, and we go in the back room, and the kids had uh, stars on demand. They were watching you, your show. Uh. I was like, oh, there you go. There's a movie right there. So anyways, we got a chance to watch it again, and I almost cried again. You know, you make me cry every time. But such a great story. And what's cool, Bethany, is we've been talking uh, just kind of all weekend already. And, you know, just to tell you guys, from everything we see, this is a real deal. I mean, her faith is legit, and uh, it's really cool to see that. And so I want you to take us back, though. Tell us kind of where you grew up, how you grew up. Just kind of give us a little background. Um, well, first off, it's a pleasure to be here in Texas. Um, I've been having... Yeah. Oh, yeah. How's that? I'm sorry. Let me ask you that. Yeah, but I've been having an amazing trip. I'm Tell traveling. Us about, do you um, like Texas? Is this? Uh, yes, I do. This is my third time here, and this has probably been one of my funnest trips. Um, I'm here with, traveling with my mom, yep. and we started off in Victoria earlier this week, and we got to do some fun Texan things like uh, we went horseback riding and. There you um, go. <laughs> Um, hey, you got to tell them what happened on the horseback ride. This is kind of funny. Yeah, so my mom and I were riding, and we were with this cowboy. And um, We have a lot of those around here. My mom looks in his saddle, and he just has this, like, gun cruising in his saddle. So my mom was like, oh, can we shoot that after? And so we ended up, like, trying to shoot at targets, but um, neither of us got anywhere near the bottles. <laughs> um, but that was real fun. And, um, yeah, it's just been an awesome time. So. That was great. Well, we're glad you're here. We like to say things like, Y'all, that's how we I, talk. I've been saying y'all for like a year or two now. I'm like obsessed with that word. <laughs> it's a lot easier than you all, and it sounds better. <laughs> 
See? We but, know what we're like, doing. People would hear me say like aloha and then y'all like a few seconds later, I'm like, okay, I'm, I have a weird lingo. <laughs> I love it. So, okay, now I want, I want you to tell us if you would, because I, we've seen the movie, but back us up a little bit. Tell us how you, you know, how you were raised and wh- where you're from and all that. Yeah, so um, I'm born and raised in Kauai, Hawaii, and um, it's an amazing place, gorgeous, um, really good surf. And my mom and dad, um, my mom's from San Diego, California, and my dad's from Ocean City, New Jersey. And both of them uh, eventually migrated out to Hawaii to surf. Um, They're both avid surfers when they were younger, and they got stuck there. And eventually met each other, fell in love, got married, and um, and then got saved and gave their hearts to Christ. And um, and then had us kids and taught us how to surf and spread the love of Christ and um, our love for surfing. And yeah, just raised us in a humble lifestyle growing up. And um, yeah, it's been amazing. And I just couldn't be more thankful for That's everything so cool. that I have. You know, it's cool because, isn't that cool? I mean, I love how, I love how just down to earth you are. You know, it's kind of like we, we were kind of kidding when you when you left, you know, last night, and we were like, I don't think she knows she's famous. Like it's funny. <laughs> that's really what we kind of said because you're so down to earth, and we we love that about you, and it's just it's very refreshing to see that that you haven't, you know, you just stay the same girl. You're, you're still yeah. a surfer and family person, and that's cool. You know, love that. Well, I you know I just try to I'm always in reminder that like I'm here to honor and serve Christ and others and before myself and I'm by no means perfect and I definitely don't like thrive after being famous. Like to me that's um, kind of baloney sometimes in some situations. Um, But yeah, it's been really cool how God has taken um, our little family from the small island of Kauai and where everyone knows everyone and turned our lives into this craziness. But it's been awesome and really just amazing to see how God's shared our story and and shared his love through us. And yeah, so that's just what we're doing. <laughs> so your family, I mean, you, you, you guys really, before everything happened and all that stuff, you, you're, you were centered on Christ as a family from day one. Yeah, it's been um, really cool because my parents were just really solid. They, um, you know, they introduced us to Christ and my mom would always read the Bible to me growing up and we go to church together and um, it was really good. You know, they encouraged me, but it wasn't like push, shove, um, force this relationship with Christ on us. And it was something that like I had to choose on my own, and I did. And I think when I was about five years old, um, my friend and I were hanging out in her living room, and I think our moms were there, I can't remember, and we were just talking, and we just sat in the living room, like probably on the floor, and prayed right there and asked Christ into our hearts. And I think it was just simple, like childlike faith in, in this God who loves us, and um, it's cool to see me and her growing up together. Like she's just a beautiful young woman that loves the Lord still, and is always so encouraging in my life. And um, yeah, so I'm just really stoked that I decided to choose to live my life for Christ ever since I was young. And um, you know, I've had ups and downs and dry spells and desert places and stuff like that. But um, ultimately, I I just know that like God is real and He loves me and you just as we are. And um, forgives us just no matter what we do. Um, and yeah, it's been really cool. <laughs> you know what's cool? You said something, Bethany, that was really powerful. I don't know. There are some people who, who say, I'm a Christian. I love God or I'm a believer. 
but they've never had that moment. Like you just talked about, there was a specific moment, you remember where you were, you know, it's not like you looked at a calendar and said, today's the day, but I mean, you remember where you were when you prayed, mm -hmm. when you actually crossed a spiritual line. And I, I wanna challenge you guys that and just ask the question, even though you may really love God and believe that you're a Christian, according to the Bible, you're not really a Christian until you pray a simple prayer. When you, you have that moment where you say, okay, Jesus, come in my heart. And you had a very specific moment. Mm -hmm. I think it's a big deal because it's easy in today's culture for us to think Christianity is just like, a, well, I'm an American, so I'm a Christian. Well, that doesn't make you a Christian. No way. <laughs> and so there has to be a specific moment when, you're, when your parents' faith, which is what it kind of started out as, became your personal faith. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, that's really a big deal. More on that later. I don't, I'm going to save that for later because <laughs> we're going to get to that. If you have never made that decision, we're going to help you, you do that. But okay, I want to I wanna ask some other questions too. So, so here you are, you're, you're obviously a young woman of faith, you know, and so now you're 10, 11, 12. When did, you, when did surfing become, when did you get serious? Like I know you've always surfed, but when yeah. was it like, okay, are we really, like, really going to do this and pursue this as a career? When did that happen yeah. for you? So, um, yeah, I literally have always surfed. Like, I was surfing in my mom's womb, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I think I just immediately fell in love with it, like, even at that young age. <laughs> um, and, but when I was around seven or eight, um, I met one of my best friends who's in Soul Surfer, Alana, and um, she and I both had that passion for surfing, and, like, our parents were really avid in taking turns to take us to the beach and get us in the water. And, so I think our friendship like kind of helped us like just have a lot more fun with it and like push each other and just like enjoy the ocean and so yeah we kind of got hooked in uh, around seven or eight and then I started competing around the same age too and um, as I got a little older I was doing like all the biggest like amateur competitions in Hawaii um, which lead into the U.S. Um, the biggest for the U.S. and that was NSSA. And um, so when I was 13, um, I was doing really well with surfing, just a natural and just very talented. And um, I went to nationals and I was competing against girls that were like 18, it was like um, 18 and under. So yeah, and I ended up finishing second that summer um, in 18 and under. And so at age 13, that's pretty good, like crazy. And, that's crazy. You're 13 years old. I bet those 18 year olds wanted to beat you up so yeah, bad. I don't think, I don't, definitely I mean, don't you know think they're happy. That is so frustrating. You're like, okay, a 13 year old just whooped me. I don't like that, you know, right? That's crazy. Yeah, so I had a lot of drive in competition and definitely like wanted to be a pro surfer and, and wanted to succeed in that. And um, yeah, I was just fired up. Wow, that's crazy. So, so all that happens, and, and I mean, you really, you, like, she's legit. In fact, you know what? We, we, we want to do something just for kind of fun. We have an endo board. How many of you guys know what an endo board is? Would you guys bring out the endo board? Because this is really cool. Okay. She's going to do this. I'm not about to attempt it because I don't want to, my YouTube video to go viral. So, okay. So she's going to do this. Okay. Yeah. Come, yeah. Come on over here. Let's I, I bring think over you here. should get it, no give it a go. No way. There is no I'll way that's happening. Hand. No, I'll kill myself. I tried it backstage. My wife won't let me. I will hurt myself. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess you got to obey the wife. I got to obey the wife. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So I'm going to let you do this. And she's yeah, so I'm natural. Yeah. I'm like nervous. This flooring's kind of weird, but. Um, All right. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah. If I eat it, like. Or the church that injured Bethany Hamilton must not be that church. <laughs> Like, this is just ridiculous. Um, I use this a lot, like, when I was recovering with one arm, um, like, getting, regaining my balance, so that was good. So if any of y'all have, like, really bad balance, um, this is good to practice on carpet and maybe hold something if you're really bad. <laughs> so you don't go, like, flying off and, like, eating it. But yeah, this flooring's not the best, so I'm just gonna, like, yeah. <laughs> 
That's unreal. You guys give it up for Bethany. That's incredible. Wow. I know how she does that. Uh, it's not quite surfing, but it's good practice. <laughs> that is crazy. That's crazy. So, yeah, you're, you're like, she's a real deal. And so, you know, not only were those girls frustrated that when you're 13, you beat them, but now you go back and beat them with one arm. That's got even more frustrating. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, yeah. So, I mean, you, you, your talent is, is obviously there and, 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 you know, you're a pro. Now, how long? Now, turning pro means that you get paid to surf. Yes. And so, tell us, when did you, you know, when did that, the contract and the people come after you and mm-hmm. say, we want you to, to, to ride for us? When did that happen? Yeah, so um, when I was about uh, 10 is actually when I first started getting my first sponsors. Um, so that was pretty exciting. Stoked wow. to get like a box of like bathing suits and clothes and, and gear for my surfing and stuff like that. Like felt like it was amazing. But, um, and then when I was 18 is when I turned pro and um, started competing like a lot internationally and um, being pro- paid. And like all my sponsors took good care of me and getting to go on surf trips and yeah, competing internationally and stuff like that. And, so. and you surfed all over the world. Um, yeah, it, it's crazy. Before I turned 21, I literally have like traveled around the world like several times. And um, yeah, it's been really, I've learned so much through travel and like just being able to see the different cultures and lifestyles and um, just the different beauties of this world has been insane, but. um, Okay, so for the surfers in the room, I got to ask a question because they're begging me to ask, I can already see it on their faces. Where's the cool, where's the best waves? Okay, so, okay, outside of Hawaii, I'm super biased when it comes to that. Um, I really love Tahiti and Indonesia, and I've traveled both those spots a lot. And um, and then my favorite place near here is Puerto Rico. I love Puerto Rico. Awesome. Um, I, I've only been there once, but the one time I went, it was really good. <laughs> That's awesome. So, okay, so now let's let's go back. You're 13. Many of us have seen the movie, and uh, you know you go through this horrendous deal, which we're not going to even ask you to share that because it's living through it once is, is bad enough. Yeah. <laughs> and so you go through this unbelievable experience. I mean, very few people have actually gone through an actual shark attack. So you, you do this and now here you are, you, you wake up in the hospital and you know, you're, um, you've got to be freaking out. There's, there's massive loss trying to figure out what to do with my life. What's, what's next. And, but you're such a young girl. Yeah. I, mean, I think people realize how young you're 13 when this happened. Yeah. So what is going through your mind at this point? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy how things worked out. And um, most of you think probably like, oh my gosh, what a horrible thing to happen. And like, especially you dads, I bet you're imagining if your young girl got had something like this happen to them, you would not be happy. And for my dad, that was the case. He wasn't too stoked. Um, but uh, it was crazy. So about two weeks before the attack, um, my mom and I, had been praying uh, a specific prayer, um, like really just f- zeroing in on this one um, request to God, and that was, um, Lord, I'm like thankful for my talent and ability in surfing, but I want to be more than just a surfer. I want to bring you glory and bring just honor you through my life, and I just ask that you'd provide some something to do with that. <laughs> and so when the attack happened, it was just like, whoa, okay, what are you up to, God? Like. And, but at the same time, it was like he immediately just gave me peace about the situation. He gave me and my mom peace. Like we just knew that, okay, he's, he has, he's, has this under control and he's gonna work everything out um, for good. And so, yeah, it was just crazy. Like 
through the actual event, I stayed calm, and then like in the hospital, like I was smiling in the hospital. Like I was just thankful to be alive, and I know my mom felt the same way. She was thankful that I was alive, and um, and like I said before, um, my dad, on the other hand, he was angry. He was really just kind of angry at God and just didn't understand why this had to happen to me, and it took some time to heal. Um, you know, everyone takes circumstances and, and events differently, and um, I think we all just need to be understanding with each other, but ultimately just give it to God and trust in Him, because He has it all under control, and, and He can totally turn things around and work them out for good, and um, I just, I think of my life all the time and like see how God has just taken all the chain of events and worked it for his glory. And it's just insane to see, like, you know, he has the best plan for us. Like, I don't think I could have ever imagined. I'm gonna leave the stage, she's got this. I'm gonna head on back. I mean, she's, good night. Stay, Wow, that's unbelievable. I mean, but you're so right. I mean, Romans 8.28 tells us that God works out all things according to his Mm. plans. Like, he, he, he has a purpose for it, even, God doesn't, you know, God did not cause this to happen. He's not an evil God, doesn't cause it, but he does allow some things to happen to mm. us. And so you go through this event, but I think it's so interesting because actually this is a little diversion from the movie that, that your character in the movie, of course in the movie, and they're going to kind of play things up, but, they, but yeah. they, they made you seem more down and they had someone had to kind of pull you up, but you never really hit this down spot is yeah. what you're saying. Like, well, <clears throat> Yeah, okay, so they definitely had to, like, dramatize the hospital scene, and, like, everything was very dismal and, like, sad. And I literally, like, you know, there's pictures of me, like, bouncing a balloon, like, smiling, like, laughing. My brother's, like, playing jokes, like, with a fake artificial foot. Um, and the nurse comes in, like, freaking out. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Brothers. we had fun with it. But I'm definitely not, like, going to say I didn't have down days. I definitely yeah. had rough days, like, just frustrated, dealing with one arm, like, relearning how to surf. That was a whole nother, nother thing. And yeah. then the whole new thing of, like, becoming famous. Like, my story was, like, instantly famous on news and all that crazy stuff. And... And coming from Kauai, it's like such a small little town and it's just hard to understand like how excited people get. And so it took me a little time adjusting to that. And, um, and then once we like ventured into writing the book, like just everything changed, life changed. It was just a whole new life. But, um, hey, I got a new question for you. We didn't ask this uh, last night. When the, the scene in the movie, when all these letters come pouring in, did that, how did, did that really happen like that? Yeah, okay, so mail, like, if you've written, if any girls here have written me a letter, I probably haven't read it, honestly, because we have gotten more mail than what you saw in the movie. Like, it's just, so it floods thousands in. upon thousands of, yeah, of letters. Definitely wow. not as organized as that. Like, we didn't, like, segmentize it into the different countries. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's been insane to see all the letters that have been written. And that's that, again, is just reminding me that, like, okay, God, you're doing really cool things. And it's just an honor to be able to encourage people through my story. And um, and then plus now you have like the social media world, which is just a constant inf- incoming flood. And yeah. it's just, yeah, it's it's weird to think, but it's cool. It's very, it's, it, you know, it's so funny because fame was thrust upon you basically at the same time a tragedy was thrust upon you. That's, that's hard to deal with one or the other. Yeah, especially at 13, 14 years old, you just are kind of still figuring out life. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. I mean, I guess you're always figuring out life. I, I say feel I'm like, about to turn 40, and I'm still trying to figure out life <laughs> a little bit over here. So I understand that. Yeah, I think that's the reality, though. And you know, one of the things I want to I want to step back into is you said your your father and 
and, you know, his Father's Day here, obviously. I can only imagine the anger that I would have to deal with watching my child struggle. I think it would be worse than watching. How many guys would agree with me on that? That it would be easier. I'm like, Lord, no, let, let me take the bite, not my kid, right? I mean, it would be easier to deal with that than, than watching your child. So he's dealing with his anger. You're dealing with it not quite as much, but, but you're having to help him, your parents, your brothers, you know, everyone. And so walk us through that because, you know, all of us in life have, have been bitten by something. All of us have, have been mm. attacked by something. And so tell us about that. What do you do when, when the age-old question gets asked, you know, God, why me? Why would you let this happen? How would you deal with that? Yeah, I guess, you know, when I did have the bad days or frustrating days, um, I, I think for me it comes back to just having a personal relationship with God, like, um, which means I can go and talk to him anytime I want, anywhere, uh, and just spend that time with him and give him my worries and problems and issues and frustrations, and, but also like give him my thankfulness and gratefulness and love and um, praise. And so it just kind of, I don't know, just giving it to him, and I think he just took care of me. He, through him, I had the strength to push through those desert desert times or whatever and um so so you you don't i love this because what you're saying is something i think is a real breakthrough for a lot of people is that god is not this distant cosmic force up there but he's right here with you yeah and so he's like your daily friend mm. helping you through the events that's such a big deal because i think i don't think a lot of people see god as being that personal yeah definitely and sometimes it is kind of hard like and maybe there will be times when you feel like god is distant and I think a lot of times that's like our own sin getting in our way and like mm-hmm. our own selfishness like holding us back from him. And um, I think that's something too that's really important is to evaluate yourself and the way you're living your life and the choices that you're making and the sin that you're living in. Um, and we all have our own struggles and issues and. I think we need to step back sometimes and just check ourselves out and um, repent if we need to and ask for forgiveness. And, and maybe, maybe it's something else like your family or friends or someone that's done the pain on you and hurt you. I think forgiveness is something so important that we need to constantly just forgive people because people blow it. People are going to hurt you. Yeah, it's good. And like... You have people that you love and trust, but ultimately people are gonna let you down. And, but the thing to remember is like God will never let you down and he's yeah. gonna always be there for you as That's long so as good. you're trusting in him. Great. <laughs> I, I think you're a preacher. I'm just telling you, I think you're a preacher also. You have that in you. Now, you, in the movie, you, you know, I keep saying the movie as if it's not like your life. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, in the movie, you know. No, it's just easy to relate to if you've seen it. But it's just easy to relate to if everyone remembers that. So there's, a, there's a part in the movie where you go to your youth leader. The role is played by Carrie Underwood, of mm-hmm. course, in the movie. But tell us about the real person behind the role and how you really did lean on somebody when you just need some encouragement. Yeah, so um, my youth leader, her name's Sarah Hill, um, has been one of my, she's one of my best friends now, and I've been, she was my youth leader since I was about like 10, I think. And um, yeah, she's just an amazing woman of faith that just loves the Lord and is constantly just seeking Him and and serving others. And she has just an incredible testimony, but um, 
yeah, she's always been someone that's kind of like pushed me in my faith, pushed me to like step outside of the box and, and just live my life for Christ. And um, so after the attack, you know, she was right there by my side. And um, the one of the, I think it was one of the first Bible verses I heard um, was from her, and it was Jeremiah 29, 11, and that's, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And that just immediately like shed light into my life, in my life at the time, and like reminded me, okay, God has a future and a hope, one arm and all, like he's gonna be here for me, and um, yeah, do something good. And so I just, Kind of just that, again, like provided peace into my heart and mind. And um, yeah, she's still just so encouraging in my life. And um, I think that's something so important is to have someone like her, whether it's like your youth leader or a good friend that can just be encouraging. Or if, or if you're the kind of person that can be that, be that for someone, you know? That's so good. You know what, we're, you know, tomorrow we're sending 550 students off to camp. And we're really excited about that. Yeah, all of our yeah. students are going to camp. and. We're fired up, you know, and, but what she just said is exactly the reason why, you know, that, that we want our students to go to camp is because, mm. you know, that's an opportunity for them to have a new influence in their life. Now, speaking of influence, you, you told me about a Bible study that you would have with some friends. Tell <laughs> yeah. us about that. Um, so, okay, so we started this Bible study when I was like mid-teens or something, and um, it was this lady from our church, and she was like, hey, we're going to start a girls' surf Bible study, so of course I was into that. Um, and uh, we called it Dahui, <laughs> which in Hawaii, like, you have, like, moat guys that, like, come and, like, they're called, like, Dahui. They're, like, nuts. And um, <laughs> so we called our little, like, small little girls Bible study Dahui. <laughs> and um, it was really cool. Like, it was a lot of my best friends, and we would just go down to the beach and hang out and surf or just hang out at the beach and um, do Bible studies together. And it was really encouraging for me because um, at one point we went through a, like a purity Bible study mm -hmm. and went through this book. And um, to me, that's something that's so extremely important. And um, a lot of moms don't bring that up with their girls or dads with their boys or whatever. It doesn't have to be mom or dad, but. Um, yeah. It's something that's so important, and especially in our society, it's just crazy how casual relationships are nowadays, and just, it's just, I don't know, it's mind-boggling for me, but um, it's been something that's just been really, like, grounded me in my faith, and knowing that, like, to honor God through my body and, like, my choices is gonna, like, like, just yeah. be something good in my own life. I'm kind of struggling right now, but, yeah. <laughs> I think it's said very well. I know it's, it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Purity's a big deal. That's great. And I'm sure, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, and if you don't, um, you'll figure it out someday. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's been really just something so important, and seeing both my brothers um, grow up and make good decisions, and um, now they're both married um, and have beautiful, amazing wives, and their relationships are being blessed through that, those choices, and um, it's just encouraging to see. So it's, you know, what you're saying there, I think is a big deal for all, everyone to hear, not just young people nowadays. I mean, I think everyone needs to hear this, but, yeah. you know, the decision you're making with your body is not just about your body, it's about your future relationship. And I think that's such a big deal to see it as that. And I hear, because you just tied a direct link to 
your brothers made this decision and now they're happily married. Yeah. And so I think that's a big deal to connect those. This isn't like, oh, you're just trying to keep me from all my fun. No, we're trying no. to keep, keep you from ruining the fun. From hurting yourself. Yeah, I think that's a big deal. And so that, that's so, that, in today's society, what you're saying is so countercultural. Thank you for the yeah. decision you made because it's impacting thousands of people right now. It's and a big I think, deal. And I think especially like if you're young and you haven't really thought about this, like take the time to sit down and figure it out because it's something that's so important and essential to your future. Um, and moms and dads, step it up and have the talk. Yeah. Um, it's really important. And um, Yeah, and I want to say too, not only have that talk, but I think it's a big deal to say it's okay to have the talk even if you feel like you weren't exactly perfect in those areas. Yeah, Still have for the talk. sure. They, it's, your kids will su surprise you. They're okay with you just talking about it and not being perfect. In fact, this may shock you, but they already know you're not perfect. I know that's going to shock you, <laughs> but they already kind of had that figured out. So I think that's a big deal. So I just, I think that's really cool that your parents obviously were very open with you and you guys, you know, you're open enough to have a Bible study about it. That's it's funny, actually, I, I haven't really talked about that much with my parents. It was actually the Bible study that really encouraged <laughs> me. <laughs> so you and your friends but did my, that. Yeah, so my parents, um, I don't know about them, but like my <laughs> friends and my Bible study group really helped me in that subject. Um, that's really but cool. my parents have been really encouraging in other subjects. But I think that's something that parents should do. Yes, um, there you go. No, I think it's good. That's, it's great stuff. Now, I want to ask you about this, too, because this is crazy. Here you are, you, you're 13 years old, you go into the water, you have a horrendous experience that none of us want to have, okay? And, you know, you're, you're out of the water, you're healing up, thank the Lord you're alive, you're doing well, um, and now you make a choice that no one thought you would make. You choose to get back in the water. That is crazy to most people. I mean, like, are you kidding me? Most people are scared to get in the water, and we have all our arms. I mean, you do something that's unbelievable. It tr truly is amazing. Talk about fear. Would you tell us about that? And how did, how did you get back in the water? Because I want to say that to, to many of us today, we need to get back in the water in life. You know, maybe you've taken a bite in some area. Maybe you've taken an attack in some area, and you've got to get back in the water in life, too. So how'd you do that? How'd you get back in the water? Yeah. Um, well, I think there's different things in our lives that we fear. And one of my favorite Bible verses that um, kind of carried me through last year, um, it, I think I have the reference right, but 2 Timothy 1.7, I think. Mm -hmm. um, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And that just encouraged me, um, just, you know, reminding me that, like, okay, God calls us to be a certain way, um, to live life a certain way, and that's to not be fearful. And um, I think, yeah, you know, if you understand surfing or if you've tried surfing, you may have a hint of, like, what my passion for surfing is. Like, I love surfing. Like, it's where I'm happiest. Like, I could be in the water all day. And um, so for me, like, I was more scared of losing surfing than losing my arm. So I got back in the water as soon as I possibly could. Like, I think I broke the rule and went a day early. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just, I love surfing. And, and same with just life. Like, you know, there's stuff that kind of set, sets us back. And I have different things that have set me back at different times. And, you just have to keep going and, and keep trusting in God and keep stepping where you maybe can't see and just going for it and just giving all your ways to God and, and just trusting in Him. So you just keep going? Yeah. It's, that's incredible. I mean, so here, yeah, it's so inspiring to all of us. Mm -hmm. Crazy. So 
All right, so let's talk about how the film got here. Like how in the world, because like, I think many of us think like you woke up one day, let's make a film. You know, it didn't, doesn't yeah. work like that. Tell us the steps of how this thing just went, you know, international and everything. Um, Soul Surfer, ooh, that was a crazy wave of life. Um, but, uh, so in 2004, uh, my family and I decided to do my book, um, and which is also called Soul Surfer, and that did really well. And then um, my sister-in-law um, had just finished film school um, and wanted to make a documentary. So our family and, I, and us all like, got together and made a, our documentary, Heart of a Soul Surfer. And so those two like, did well and like, kind of led into the idea of making a feature film. And my manager at the time kind of like, was really hyped on it and really wanted to make it happen. So he was like pitching it to everyone. And yeah, we just like, thought, felt like it was the right decision to make. And a lot of prayer and stuff went into that. And, um, and, you, and you guys were intricately involved in the making. Yeah, so we got Soul, Surf, Soul Surfer finally started. It felt like forever. Like it literally, like we were working on that for like four or five years. And then it finally started filming. And it was amazing. Like um, we, our director really wanted my family and I to be involved. And we were like, I chose my actress who played me. Um, so, you, so you did the casting for your own Yeah, role. I casted. Like, and we casted like a few of the characters in the film. Um, was that hard to pick out someone for yourself? Yeah, I mean, it was. But I, I really liked Anna Sophia. I'd seen her in Bridge to Terabithia and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And she just has a natural talent on, on the stage of acting. And I have a new respect for actors nowadays because Watching that movie we made, it's so complicated, and they film every scene like five, ten times, like spend an hour on one little scene, and just being able to hold it together and like just make it all happen, it's crazy. But yeah, so yeah, we even like helped write the script. Um, my brother and sister-in-law were co-producers. My brother was um, camera assistant. I did a lot of stunt surfing and spent time on set. And so you're actually, a lot of the surf scenes are actually you. Yeah, once Bethany loses her arm, then that's where I do a lot of my own stunt surfing. So that was super exciting for me and had a blast filming that. And so cool. yeah, so I even got to go into the editing room and eventually promoting the film. So yeah, I've been, it's crazy. I feel like I know how to make a movie a little bit, like well, a hair. Well, you have <laughs> made one. But I never want to do it again. <laughs> it was fun, but never again. <laughs> so, I mean, did you, did you have any idea when you were making the movie that it would go this big? Did you believe it? You know, I didn't want to underestimate what God was going to do because I, like, I felt like as the movie was being made, like, we saw all these things that he pulled together and made work out, and um, so I just, I didn't doubt him, and I figured that if he wanted to, he would make this film go big, <laughs> and I just tried to prepare myself. <laughs> well, it, you know what, your story is amazing, and uh, I know I, I, I've, we've had a chance, many of us have had a chance to see you, you know, you win an SB. You've been on all kinds of programs, Teen Choice, you know, you're mm -hmm. so bold in your faith on there too when you won your award. I mean, just, it was so great to see how you have really, Jesus has, has opened doors for you, but as you step through those doors, you took Jesus with you. Yeah, And I for think that's sure. great that you've done that. And yeah. you've taken your faith with you. Really cool. So. Well, without Christ, I'm nothing, so. Well, you know what, and, and we're, we're here today, obviously we wanted to hear your story, uh, but we're, we're, we're here today to honor the Lord and, uh, and to draw people to Him, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and, so, and we're so glad that you shared your story. And it's a powerful story. And we just, I just want to thank you for, for thank your you. faith. Thank you for your story. And just thank you for being 
a true young woman for the Lord. Yeah. And so God bless you. You guys give it up for Bethany Hamilton. Uh, Incredible. One, Incredible. I'm just going to share a Bible verse before I go. Oh, yeah, please, please, please do. Um, she wants to share one verse. Yeah, please. Okay. She wants to share a verse. It's you go one right of my ahead. favorite Bible verses, um, and it's Psalm 139, 17, and 18. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. I would count that if I would count them, they are more than the sand. I wake and I'm still with you. And I just want to remind you guys that like God loves you so much. Like pick up a handful of sand, try to count it. Good luck. <laughs> and then look of all the sand in the world, and like that just shows us that like God loves us and um, He wants the best for us if we're willing to adventure with Him. So yeah, thank you for having me. And um, yeah. Great story. <laughs> Praise God. Isn't that great. Becky, thank you. Amazing. I love it. Wow. Thank you. Becky Hamilton. Incredible. Wow. You may be seated. You know, I asked Bethany, I said, hey, uh, this is backstage. I said, hey, um, you know, I want to give people an opportunity to make that personal decision to receive Christ. Do you want to be up on stage during that time or what? And she said, absolutely not, because I don't want to distract anything from that. I thought that was so cool. Just showed her heart. She's like, no, I want everyone to know it's about Jesus. And so I want to get off stage and let you take people there. And I thought, man, that's just so cool. That's her heart. She wants you to know this isn't about Bethany Hamilton today. There's only one celebrity in this house today, and it's Jesus Christ. And that's what we're here to celebrate. And you know, if you have never personally received Christ, let me tell you how that works. If you've never crossed that line spiritually, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. doesn't mean you're necessarily an irreligious person or some terrible sinner. No, it doesn't mean any of that. All of us are sinners. But what it means is that you come to a personal decision. This isn't your mom's faith, your dad's faith, your family's faith. This is when it becomes your faith. And so I just want to encourage you right now. We're just going to all bow our heads and pray. And if you just take a moment, every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around during this time, please no moving around if you don't mind in all of our environments, this at all of our campuses, wherever you are. If you just take a moment, please don't miss this opportunity. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, if you have never prayed to receive Christ before, you can do so right now. Just like Bethany did. There's a little five-year-old girl with her friend sitting in their den, knelt down, bowed their head, and asked Jesus into their heart. You can do the same thing, and it's simple. It doesn't have to be super complicated. You don't have to have all the answers to all of the world's issues figured out. Well, once I know this about science, once I know that about the galaxy, and this and that. If you're waiting to find Jesus until you have all those answers, you'll be waiting the rest of your life, and you'll miss him. I want to encourage you just to take what's called a step of faith and say, I'm just going to trust that God sent his son, Jesus, to die for me, that he paid the price for my sins, that he rose again from the grave, and I'm going to ask him into my life. You can pray this prayer with me right now. You can just say this. You can say, dear Jesus, thank you that you died for me. Please forgive me for my sins. And I invite you into my life. I ask you to come into my heart. Change me from within. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. If you just pray that prayer, that we believe Christ has come into your heart. But maybe your prayer today is to say, you know what, Pastor Bill, I'm struggling. I'm already a Christ follower, but I'm hurting. And maybe your prayer today is to say, stay focused with me, would you? Maybe your prayer today is to say, God, I want to get back in the water. I don't want to let my fear or my hurt from the attack I took keep me out of the water in life. 
I want to get back in the water. I'm not going to be held back from a past tragedy or difficulty. I'm believing you for greater things in my life. Maybe that's your prayer today. Maybe God brought you here today to say, get back in. If a young girl can do that, you can too. I want to challenge you to get back in the water of life. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your word. And Lord, we thank you for the testimony of an incredible young woman who is loving you, putting you first. That is the real deal. And thank you, God, that we can do the same in our lives. Lord, we love you. We thank you, God, that we are stronger than anything that comes against us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. Word is so true.